Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Quick Snap Podcast. Back to normal on Thursdays here with no Ari. He is hard at work, studying away. So it's just myself and Scott. How are you doing, Scott? Yeah, doing good, mate. Doing good. I mean, it's uh, it's peaceful without Ari. It's like, it's like civilized. Got some, <clears throat> A little bit more know. civilized, yeah. Yeah. Is that a good thing? I don't know, but he's uh, he's doing his he's doing his thing. Isn't he? Good on him. He is very good on him indeed. And I think you know, depending on how this weekend goes, obviously your 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 wife Lucy's doing doing well in the predictions, kind of like you know offline. I think if she has another good week, I think we're going to have to bring her on as a replacement. Replacement for me or Harry? Like... Oh, Harry. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I've, uh, yeah, she did six out of six. She did better than any of us last week. And, she did, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, maybe, I maybe shouldn't say that, but you know, she did. So that's having no. <laughs> she put us to shame. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Right then. Yeah. So it is a Thursday, which of course means we're going to have your blind date, my favourite part of the week. So I'll let you take it away. I'm, I'm happy it's your favourite part of the week. You know, it's, it's nice to feel appreciated. Cheers, Tom. Yeah. But uh, quite somebody enjoys it. Right. So we've um, quarterbacks as normal because I can't get creative anymore. It's just so much easier with quarterbacks. <laughs> but three rounds, two players in each, and yeah, let's get into it then. So first round is full career stats um, of some uh, legends of the game. Uh, yep. So player one, 14,447 uh, so passing yards, 102 touchdowns against 65 picks and 66.4 completion player two 15,843 passing yards 100 touchdowns versus 59 picks uh, and 65.1% completion who are you taking out of those two two so these are legends but those passing yards aren't very big there's a bit of a trick to this one 
but I'm, I'll tell you that after. Are they from like the 30s? <laughs> it's not quite that bad. <laughs> you definitely know this guy. You definitely know the, the guys. And um, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. Hall of Fame the... thought with 14,000 passing yards. Do you want to know the trick? Because you're never going to get the guy. It's, yeah. actually the same, it's actually the same player twice, just in different teams. Ah, okay. So yeah, he split his career almost in half. He had almost identical stats with two teams. That's not bad, was, that. Which was crazy. I thought it was incredible how similar yeah. it is. So it's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You taking his first team or his second team? Um, I'll take the... I'll take the second one because there's only two less touchdowns but six less interceptions. So I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, fair. Have you got any, so if you combine them, it's over 30,000 yard passing yards, 200 touchdowns and just over 100 picks. Uh, he went to the Super Bowl three times. This guy. Won it once. Kurt Warner? It's Kurt Warner, yeah. So, it's fair, so nice. the player one in this was Kurt Warner in St. Louis yeah. uh, for the Rams. And player twos. Wow. In the uh, Arizona Cardinals. It was, uh, yeah. I would not have thought he put up that amount of yards at the Cardinals. I thought he was there for like two years, three years. Yeah, he actually played more games in Arizona, which I found weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The amount of pass yards in St. Louis for the Rams, that really surprises me. I thought he would have had like 20, 25,000. It did surprise me as well. I mean, he. How long was he he there for? I think he was only there five years and obviously didn't really start early on either. I think this is only sort of three and a half years worth of passing that he, really? he did in, in the Rams. I mean, that's all it can be from like a mathematical point of view. That would only put it at like four and a half thousand per year, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's early 2000s and he, uh, he sort of burst on that scene, didn't he? And then, yeah, they uh, they moved on. He went to Giants for what seemed like nothing really. And he, Got uh, benched for Eli. Yeah, which is crazy. But he did. And then, yeah, recaptured re- it in Arizona, took them to a Super Bowl. All right. I wish they'd won that because, you know, Larry Fitzgerald deserved that Super Bowl. But anyway, that's another time. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Both, both get Warner. So, next round. Very nice. Also, next round's also career uh, stats for some legends. This actually is two players' story. I'm not tricking you, Stan. Uh, player one. I know this one. You should know this one. I mean, everyone should know this. 79,000. It's got relevance, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, it's got a lot of relevance this weekend. Um, so, yeah, 79,204 passing yards, 581 touchdowns, versus 191 picks, and 64% completion. Player two, 80,358 passing yards, 571 touchdowns, gives 243 picks, and 67.7% completion. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you know who they are. Ignore the Super Bowl rings. Who are you taking out of those two? Uh, player one. Player the, one. So player yeah. one is the touchdowns and the what? That's like fifty less touch, fifty less interceptions as well. The, the interceptions surprised me actually. Yeah. I mean, so player one obviously for anyone who's not kind of guessed it, player one's Brady. Player two is Breeze. Breeze obviously has the passing yards, but I guess the, 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 we were kind of robbed with that touchdown battle this year, weren't we? With Breeze getting injured. Yeah, a little bit. If he'd have played those games, it'd have been a lot closer. But yeah, I couldn't believe he had so many more interceptions. It was that surprised yeah, no. me. But, you know, still still a great career. And, yeah, obviously we'll get on to the battle between them. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of Breeze's interceptions must have come early on in his career. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. San Diego's 
well, as soon as he got Sean Payton, that was uh, that right one. Yep. He, he kind of sealed his Hall, his Hall of Fame career. Could just be the same thing in the Chargers. Yeah. Cool. Right, last one is the best single game of these two quarterbacks' careers. Um, I know this one as well because I've, I've got this as my fun fact. Ah, for preempted you. Sorry, mate. That's all right. Well, yeah, so player one, 545 passing yards, seven touchdowns and no picks, and 75% completion. Player two, 734 passing yards, five touchdowns with one pick, on 59% completion, but this player two also had 85 rushing yards and two TDs. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I literally know this because I looked at it as my fun <laughs> fact. Fair enough. So yeah, um, I mean, yeah, player one is Baker Mayfield, isn't it? And then player two is Patrick Mahomes when they played each other, Oklahoma and Texas Tech. If we get any sort of game like that this weekend, that's just going to be incredible. It would be insane <laughs> if we did. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, I've got more stats for that game as well later on. But yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think with that, even though he's got a pick, I'd probably go with Mahomes just for the fact. 800 yards of offense and yeah, seven touchdowns. That's insane. He was literally the entire team. It was Patrick Mahomes and yeah. no one else. I mean, I was watching the highlights of that game while I was looking at the stats just because it was it's so fun, that game. Yeah. And I, I kind of forgot that Joe Mixon were playing with Oklahoma. Yeah, I know. They had a pretty decent team and yeah. Texas Tech's just nobody. It's just Mahomes throwing to like, well, well his to sort of random Mahomes game. leading receiver in that game was Kiki Kuti. Well, there you go. And then, that is literally, it's literally front and Yeah, the leading receiver for um, for Oklahoma in that game was uh, shit. What was his name? D.D. Westbrook. So that uh, both so yeah, those, yeah, both yeah, those yeah, receivers yeah. are in the NFL. Kiki Kuti has had a few good games when he's been healthy. Westbrook, I was going to promise more than he has never really lived up to it. But yeah, is he is he the Eagles or something like that? He started at the Jags, didn't he? But I've no idea where he is now. That's the how Jags. little he's done since. Right. <laughs> I've no idea if he's still there, but. Yeah, that if we get a game like that, I'd be I'd be buzzing this weekend. That's, it would that be, be insane if we got to see anything close to it. It'd be mental. Right, like I feel a bit bad that you knew some of these already. I feel like it's it's, it's taking the joy no, away from I, you getting on it. I still enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed the first one just because it was because it was different as well. There you go. Well, that's that's the blind date for this week then. Excellent. Um, Another wonderful addition. Cheers, mate. Although I bet I, I bet yeah, Ari's a bit gutted. Last week he went three for three. Well, well, well three for that's three. That's the first time Ari's. Yeah. That's the first time Ari's had any idea what was going on. So you know, know. he can he can brag about that week. But maybe that's why he's not here. He's like finished on a high. He's retired on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. Right then, let's get into the games. This is why we're all here. Now I don't know what you think, Scott, but in my opinion, divisional weekend is the best weekend in all of the NFL. Because um, you have four games, usually, yeah. usually the eight best teams. Um, whereas you know the AFC Championship, yes, you've got you've got four teams, but you've only got two games. Super Bowl often tends to be a fairly disappointing game in the end. So the, yeah. I think this this game is the best of the entire. Sorry, this weekend is the best of the entire season. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, obviously, playoffs are playoffs are exciting, but wildcard weekend, you always get a few teams that you think. Really? Are you are you actually yeah. here? Like obviously like the Washington, Bears. Washington Washington put up a decent stand, but yeah, the Bears were, were shit. So those two games kinda didn't they weren't as exciting as they could have been, whereas this weekend, yeah, there's there's three there's probably three games this weekend that I generally think could be kind of games of the season. Really exciting, yeah. One Definitely. where the fourth is still exciting, but maybe just not quite the 
uh, the points or anything like that. But yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great weekend. I'm, it is. I'm excited. Are you going to do, do running order this week again? Are We're going to do running order again, TV yeah. Order? TV yeah. order. So we will start with the Rams at the Packers. So obviously the Rams will be going from sunny LA out to frigid Lambeau. That be it, that might be a factor. But all I really care about this game, because I do only really see it going one way, all I care about is Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams. Like I want a camera on that, those two during the entire game and have it put in the corner of the screen so that we can just see what's <laughs> happening. I want it mic'd up so we can hear Jalen Ramsey trash talk. Like, I want to see I want to see it all. That's all, I'm, that's all I really care about on this one. That, I, that is the best match for the whole season, probably one-on-one, because I know we, we talked about it on, well, last night, and Ramsey shut down some big receivers this year. Yeah. Adam, Adams has been the best receiver all year, and mm-hmm. obviously he's putting up touchdowns pretty much every time he plays. It's him and Rodgers together is probably the best wide receiver quarterback duo. Yeah. So for that, Ramsey's if he if he can shut down Adams, then yeah, that's uh, if he if he shuts down Adams, then the Rams win. I think it's as straightforward as that. Yeah, I mean I think, but I think because even though you're saying that the Rams Adams. going from there is there is more than just Adams. I mean I was obviously Aaron Jones had a big game. Tony at tight end could, you know, pull out some decent stats yeah. and you never know what people like Van der Scanton are going to do it could be shit it could be great so there's a few he'll have a big TD and he'll, have, he'll have a big drop as well yeah probably will do but I just think even though you, like you said that Rams are going from sunny LA to freezing Lambo, I think they're built for that they're a run so even though Jared Goff who defense. has a still probably fairly broken thumb yeah Fair. that is I hit I can't yeah yeah Goff is going to be Probably pretty shy in this game, and that's. I mean, it seems. Da- I, I'm going to go Rams. It seems stupid picking wow. off of Rogers. I wouldn't. I thought the Packers would get to at least the NFC Championship game if they'd have played anyone else in this playoff in this NFC playoff bracket. I think, like you said, every single time we've talked about the Packers, I mean, from what other time people saying it, they are soft cheese. It. And what do the Rams do perfectly? They run. The they ball. do run the ball really well. Yeah, I mean, Hard. yeah, I've, I've got all, I've got all this written down. Like, if they can take away Adams, if they can stop the run, like t- trying to stop Aaron Jones isn't going to be easy. If Aaron no. Donald can torment Rogers the way that um, Dominican suited when the Packers played the Bucks back in Week Four, then they've got a chance to win. If Cam Akers plays like he did last week, they've got a chance to win. I just think, even though the Rams are the best defense in the league. I still think they're just not going to have enough on offense, and I know, did, they're yeah. not playing the Packers defense. Whilst it's soft cheese, I still think it's better than the Seahawks one. Yeah, and I think I'll be honest. I swapped this because originally I was thinking the Pack, as good as the Rams defense is, are they going to put enough points to? No matter what they hold the Packers to, they're the, going to they're be settling for field goals. They've been bad in the red yeah. zone recently. So, and, and yeah. even though that the the Rams defense is great. Rodgers is still going to get a few touchdowns. Aaron Jones is going to get a couple of touchdowns. I think it depends on what... It, it depends how what Donald is there. If Donald's fully fit, if he's not... I mean, I don't know how he can be if he broke his ribs last week, but if he's fully fit and going 100%, then, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Rams. If he's not and it's basically Ramsey against Adams, yeah. then then I probably would swear towards Packers, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just because I can't, they, they can take away Adams fine, but there's, there's more to that offense later. Like yeah, well, I mean, another factor which made me, because again, I was thinking about Rams, 
And then as I was reading a little bit more, um, the Rams' defense is 22nd in terms of yards per attempt conceded off play action. And that's what the Packers' offense runs through. Like, without play action, their offense isn't anywhere near as good. And that's not an indictment on Rodgers. It's just how their system is. It's what brings them all their success. Um, So if they can have a few big plays off play action, like, especially with that Rams' offense, all the Packers need, really, is what? Two touchdowns, three at the very most. Like, I really don't see I think they need three. them being able yeah, to I score. Mean, I, I've gone 24-21 Rams. I think any more than three touchdowns, yeah, the Rams are getting more than 28 points. I can't see them getting that high. The one thing I think might slow down the Packers a bit is this is basically Sean McVeigh's offense. He knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And can he can he script that a bit? Can he sort of give the defense a bit of a heads up? I don't know. That that could make a difference because Matt, Laf- Matt Lafleur, like you, that's kind of worth uh, both ways, though, is, isn't it? Like, yes, it, it was originally Sean McVay's offense, but Matt Lafleur is going to be able to pass on a bunch of information to to Mike Pettin. And whilst their defense isn't great, I still think that they'll be able to do something against that offense, which is bad. Like uh, J- Jared Goff is essentially playing for his Rams <laughs> yeah. place next year because he essentially yeah, he got got essentially got benched last week for Wolford. Um, and we haven't seen Goff respond well in big pressure moments. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him to make some of the say if they can't run the ball for whatever, which I don't think, I mean, I think they will, but theoretically yeah. let's say that they can't run the ball. The game is going to be on his shoulders We've always really seen from him in big moments is panic and force and force throws, and especially if he feels the extra weight of essentially playing for his roster spot next year potentially or his, his job next year, then he might be he might be looking to force something even more so than normal. And yeah, fair and get a big mistake I, from him. Yeah, I, I guess I think that the Rams can overcome bad offense better than the Packers can. If if the Rams. If Sean McVay can script that Packers offense and can they can the defense can shut them down just a bit, then the Rams can overcome if a few golf mistakes more than yeah. the Packers can overcome a, a bit of a poor showing offense. I don't think they'll have a poor showing. I think they'll probably like I say put three touchdowns. They'll they'll probably drive them down on quite a yeah. lot, but just think the Rams. I don't know something about it. I want to go Rams. I mean, to be honest, it would not surprise me if the Rams won. Like I think they're better than what everyone. Even though I've just put a low shit on their offense, Jared Goff, <laughs> more so than the offense. The offense is good apart from him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, again, like with Wolford last week, I'd probably pretend, I'd maybe even pick them if Wolford was playing, but he doesn't look like he's going to play at the moment. So I no, am I going think... Packers. I'm going 23 17. Okay, fair enough. I mean, Ari's also gone Packers, aren't he? He's gone. Yeah, he's gone 31 21 to the Packers. Well, I think 31 is a bit much. Like, if they come through with 31 and Ari gets an extra bonus, uh, five bonus points, then yeah. very well done for him. But to see the, the Rams conceding 31 points seems difficult. Like, maybe there's a pick set, maybe there's a defensive touchdown in there or a special teams touchdown. But for the Rams' defense to give up that many points, as good as that Packers' offense has been this year, that's that's difficult to see. Yeah, I can't think of many times this year where I mean maybe the Bills game they put they lost you know thirty points in that game, but that's right. Think the start of what week two wasn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't I can't really think of many more games. That happened. No, they've been on fire recently. Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Good mix of good mix of scores at least. Yes. Right then, our next game 
Well, I think this is the best game of the weekend. Um, Ravens at Bills. So, obviously, two, yeah, these two teams bit. are in as good form as anyone. Obviously, the Ravens came, both teams came through a bit of adversity last week as well. They both found themselves down at some point and came and, um, and then and obviously ended up winning. Josh Allen, as we said yesterday, is playing out of, out of his mind. <laughs> he's amazing, like, isn't he? He's quality. Even when the Colts were scripting everything perfectly, he was just too good and would make things happen. Um, but obviously, the big difference in this is yes, Jonathan Taylor was fantastic, but the combination of like Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins running the ball is better than Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah. can the Bills stop that outside run? Um, I think it's going to be a big task for them to do, but I do have faith in Sean McDermott. I think he's a, thing. He's a really good coach, even like Leslie Frazier, the, who's the defensive coordinator as, my, as well. Like, yeah, they might give up a lot of yardage. I see this being a fairly high-scoring game, but I do think they'll pull something out of the bag to win. Okay, fair enough. What, what score are you going? What, you I've, yeah, I've gone two-point game. I've gone 30-28 to the Bills. I've gone the other way again to you. Uh, I've gone Ravens 27-26. Like, to, to me, these are, from the start of the playoffs, would be my two Super Bowl picks. I mean, obviously, the AFC can't play itself, but these are the two favourites for me from the start of the yeah. playoffs. I think whoever wins this game will go on to the Super Bowl and probably win it. Uh, I, I started off with oh. the Ravens, so I guess I'm, I'm sticking to it slightly, sticking maybe a bit biasedly. Maybe a bit biasedly, but I just, I just think... Like you said, the uh, the, the, run, the rushing attack is insane, and yeah, and I, I said it yesterday. The, the Bills obviously 163 yards was it that the Colts got chasing the game with an immobile yeah. quarterback. But what are you going to do when Jackson? And they might not they might not necessarily run, rush for 250 yards or anything absolutely crazy, mm. but they're going to be so worried about it. It will open up a lot. Uh, yeah, well, Hollywood Brown. You know, somebody like that that's not necessarily a top receiver, but if you're probably going to have Tre'Davious White, you're, gonna, you're probably going to have Tre'Davious White on Hollywood Brown. I think that if if the Ravens win this game, to me, of all the receivers, it would. I mean, I know it's a tight end. Of all the pass catches, it would be Mark Andrews because the Bills aren't great against tight ends. Tre'Davious White can take away Hollywood Brown, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, Hollywood Brown's yeah, been a bit better, but he's still, in my mind, a below average. Receiver, yeah, I'm, I'm by no means saying Hollywood Brown suddenly is like compared to Adams or Diggs or whoever else is in playoffs that's you know the top receivers. But I just he's actually he had a good game last week against okay against the Titans, um, got his 100 yards. I just I just think he's probably one play where they're going to be completely on absolutely running the end and he goes deep that kind of thing. I don't think it's a big game, but he could have a one big play for 60 out that kind of situation yeah. it just blows up the big defense. it's going to be it's going to be tight I've only gone by a point uh, and I thought like I said I thought it was going to be my AFC championship game but then the Browns beat the Steelers and changed all, my, all the uh, all the seedings so Fair enough. I'm, looking for, I'm still looking forward to it yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it it's a big game it's going to be a great game I think the other thing I'm excited to see here is you know we've, we've talked about Josh Allen and how good he's playing but Stefan Diggs as well now, the Ravens have got three really good cornerbacks. See, Marcus mm. Peters is very opportunistic. Juan Humphrey's really good in coverage. And they have another guy whose name I am completely blanking on. But they've they're got three. They've got three. They've, 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 they do want <laughs> three good corners, Jimmy believe me. That's the one, yeah. Smith, yeah. He's ageless, that man. Um, but to me, none of those cornerbacks are as good as Stefan Diggs. 
So they're going to be up a very different. They're going to be up against a very different defense. So the Colts play a lot of zone. They like to blitz. Whereas the Ravens, I'm sorry, the Colts don't like to blitz. The Ravens love to blitz and they play a lot yeah. of man. Now the one thing that could happen if they play man with the corners is if they've got their back to Josh Allen and he sees some space open up, he's just going to use his legs. Yeah, and, um, and run into that. So that could be a potential big threat. But I don't think they'll be able to stop Stefan Diggs unless they double him. And if they double him, then, then uh, and he can't get out of it, then, then it could be tricky. But that connection this year has been up. insane. Yeah, it does open up a lot of things like this, especially playing man. I mean, I imagine they're going to play somebody like Patrick Queen as a spy and just look after Jim McQueen, Patrick Queen has not been good. No, he's not been good, but he's a, he's a quick sort of sideline sideline kind of linebacker if they want to use that kind of guy yeah. um, I guess that's that's what I'd if it were me I'd try to do that with somebody like Josh Allen but again he can probably run over top of it but then if you spy on Allen you probably, <laughs> if you spy on Josh Allen you probably can't double Stefan Diggs no you can't picking it, your poison is, there aren't this, you? yeah this offense the Bills offense is the best left I think even over the Chiefs I know Andy Reid the way they're playing the way they're playing the way they're playing they are the informed offense and but Ravens probably got the informed defense, so it is going to be a great matchup. Mm. They, yeah, they've got enough cornerbacks to probably, if they want to take away Diggs. Um, I don't know how they'll play it, but yeah, like you say, it's through pretty top corners. Um, and I don't think they'll be too worried about the run game. And mm. Zach Moss is out out in here, so Singletary yeah, like he's good. He's good, but he's not. You know, he's not as good as probably Dobbins on the other side, or he's not a, a top ten kind of back. Josh no. Allen obviously can run it himself, but. Uh, yeah, I sh- I'm I'm buzzing for this game. You're going to stay up for it. I think I'll have to. Yeah, yeah I'm, st- I'm definitely staying up for it. Yeah. Definitely. So that is the late night Saturday game. game. game I realised I did not do my fun fact for the Packers Rams game. We'll go back to that at the very end. Um, my fun fact for this game, though, and you know I did the fun facts last week. There was a couple of them which weren't necessarily fun; they were just facts. Um, is this one I fun? do think this one is actually fun, though. Oh, right. I mean, actually, no, it's probably not fun. Um, all right, okay. So these two teams, obviously, the Ravens only got created back in what nineteen ninety nine was it or something? Like that? No, nineteen ninety six. Six, I think it was. Yeah, six. Was um, this, isn't it? So they're not that old. So these teams have only played each other nine times. They've never met in the playoffs. The Ravens lead the series six to three. Now, in those nine games, the Bills have only scored 129 points at an average of 14.3 points per game, which is really quite shit, which tells you a lot about what Buffalo and those fans have had to go through for the last decade. Sorry, the last two decades. And especially when 34 of those points came in one game. That was a game back in 2010. The Bills came from a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter to tie up 34-34 but then lose 37-34 in overtime. So that was in 2010. So my question for you, Scott, can you tell me who those quarterbacks were? I'm going to guess it was Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Uh, and, and who was on the other side as well? So yeah. probably Flacco, I guess. It was Flacco. Congratulations. You have won so, no prize. I like, I, like when I, I like when I get tested. It's always, it's always yeah. me asking you questions. I'll get some more of them for next week for you as well. Guess, get, some, get some more in you. Oh, Fitz, right, okay. Fitzpatrick, I mean, yeah, he's, he's been he was great for Bills, wasn't he? Flacco, yeah. He had that one good run. But... He had one hell of a run. That <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. But when that one run gives you a Super Bowl, then I don't think you can yeah. have too many complaints. No, he got paid, didn't he? He's exactly. happy. Exactly. All right, then. Um, 
our next game, so the first Sunday game, this is Ari's team, this is the Browns at the Chiefs. So a lot of people are dismissing the Browns again, which could be a bit risky. I mean, I say that, I've picked the Chiefs. I'm not dismissing the Browns as in like the Chiefs are going to hammer them. I think it's going to be a competitive game. Um, yeah. Um, but I think one of the big reasons, it's just Andy Reid off a bye week. Like it's talked about so much. Everyone knows <laughs> the yeah, deal with it. Um, yes, they might start off slow like they did against the Texans last year, but this Browns defense is still pretty terrible. Um, the secondary in particular, like yes, Denzel Ward might be back, but outside of him, they don't really have anyone in there. And I think Travis Kelsey is going to have an absolutely massive game. Like it yeah. wouldn't surprise me. To, it wouldn't surprise me to see him get ten catches, hundred and fifty yards, two or three touchdowns. Like I think he's going to go off in this one. Yes, Kelsey's the one that, because like you say, I think Tyreek Hill's a bit, I think he's great, but he's kind of a, a gadget player sometimes. And somebody like Denzel Ward, don't have his pace, but can probably shut him down a bit. Um, well, to, the, to the point he doesn't have a massive game. But yeah, I can't see how they're going to put on Kelsey. Like, it does. If I'm a Brown for that, that's what worries me more. Yeah, they've got no one to match not, up with him. No, it's not any of the wide receivers or the running backs or Mahomes going out of the backfield as a. As a runner, it's just what they do with Kelsey. Uh, I'm gonna go Browns. I kind of, I'm gonna do it. I, I kind of, yeah. I, I think that's the one I'm, I'm least sure about. But some about that, I just, I've always thought since a few weeks ago, probably five, six weeks ago, the Chiefs have not been the same. And they haven't, I but they still managed to win. They still managed to win, but I think they've shown signs of how you beat them. And I absolutely hate when a team rests players for week 17. It, ne- it never works. I can't remember the last time I've watched a game. The Chiefs did it last year and they won the Super Bowl. Did they rest players week 17? I think I so. Had, I thought they were playing for the uh, number one seed. Were they? Yeah, oh, yeah, think, they, were. They, they were. Yeah, they were. They were. They obviously had the bye week, but this is basically like two bye weeks. I've had. So it's almost three full weeks since they've played Mahomes. Yeah. Hill, you know, it's probably Andy Reid's going to offer a bite. You're right. It's probably going to make me look like an idiot for even picking the Browns. But, but I'm going to go. I just think they match up fairly well as, as well. I think with of all the teams in the playoffs, maybe out, I mean, I would say the Ravens, but the Chiefs seem to be able to beat the Ravens. So maybe that's not right. But just in terms of the run game, the defense isn't going to hold up. I don't think it's going to be a low scoring game, but the, the run game and their offense against that Chiefs defense. But what, what do you think is more. Like, what do you think's got the bigger advantage, the Browns' run game against the Chiefs' defense, or the Chiefs' passing game against the Browns' secondary? Because to me, that's where this game goes down to. It's which strength is going to be and which weakness isn't going to be. Which strength is going to be better? Which weakness isn't going to be as bad? And to me, I, I I think the Chiefs will score too many points in which the Browns can just run the ball all the time. You're probably right. I think the, you know, I'm, pro- I'm like I say, I'm going, f- I'm going 34 31. So I'm going a high scoring game. I don't think they're going to shut down the Chiefs' passing attack by any means. Because, like I say, Kelsey completely worries me if, if Alec Browns, I don't think, even if they have a, pr- a plan for him, I don't think it'll work. I don't see what they can, who they can match up on him that's going to yeah. slow him down. So you kind of almost might as well just, I don't know, let The only it, way it works is by game. sacking Mahomes and getting there before the yeah. ball can come out of his hand. Yeah, they're going to have to hope that they can't take any too, too many deep shots that they score quick. I think if they can at least, 
if it were me, I'd, I'd drop fairly deep, give up first downs, which might might be a bit of a negative thing to say, yeah. but at least just take away the quick scoring. And then when you when Browns the ball, just pound away and hope you've got one possession yeah. more than Chiefs and just hope it comes down to that final drive. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, think I think it could do. I think that's yeah, that's what happened. Uh, I mean I think with the with the Browns game last week, it was fantastic. That was a massive, massive <laughs> win. Class. Everything went perfectly in that first quarter. Like even though the Chiefs have been on a bye, I don't think they'll come out as flat as the Steelers did. The Steelers last week looked See this last week looked like we're still, right. still in the locker room. Like it was fairly yeah, embarrassing. Like they got out to that massive lead. And, you know, if they hadn't got out to that big lead, who knows what would have happened? Like the, the game could have gone in any direction. But after that first quarter, the game was practically over. Now, you know, we, we saw the Chiefs last year come back from massive deficits. So the exact same thing could happen for the Browns again. And it still yeah. wouldn't necessarily matter. The Chiefs could still come back. I just think this Chiefs offense, yes, it's been in a bit of a slump, but you have to trust in Andy Reid. You have to trust in Mahomes. We've already talked enough about Kelsey. Like the Browns secondary is that biggest weakness, and I don't see how they're going to be able to stop. I'm I'm banking on the fact that I've all season not thought the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, despite how they've played. Fair enough. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's a bit of a Raiders fan coming out and I just want yeah. to see the Chiefs lose. Potentially. Maybe I'm being biased. I, I just think the... Yeah, I mean, like you say, it is a good point. The Browns with a lead. I mean, we saw it against the Titans when they blew out the Titans in the first half and then let them back in. I know, that, again, the Browns still won, just like they did last week with Steelers, but they do have a habit of, if they're in a big lead, they sort of panic. I don't know what happens. It's like... I mean, Browns, you, they don't know how to win. Yeah, yeah. and you're always going to play a bit soft and give up a lot of yardage and, st- and stuff like that. But the Browns secondary, I feel like I've said it about 20 times, it's, it really is quite <laughs> weak. So it wouldn't scare me at all. I mean, Ari's gone with you. Obviously, he's a Browns fan. So he's oh, picked the Browns in a one point game, 31 to 30. And I've gone um, 36 to 30 for the Chiefs. So, you know, I can absolutely see this game being close. Right down the yeah. end, I can see the Chiefs having to go down um, and win the game at the end with a um, with a big final drive. Like I can see that happening. Like I've got a six point victory, but I still don't necessarily think it's going to be a, a massively one sided game. Um, I I can see it being tight, and I really hope it's tight. Like we all want to see competitive games. Um, so yeah, and I think the Browns will will keep up, but just won't have quite enough. Fair enough. I mean, I've got my Browns top on tonight, so I thought I'd throw out a Browns one alongside that. Who is it, number 44? Like, who the hell is that? A uh, guy called Suggs. They're a fullback from like the mid oh, right, right. I, I don't even know his first name. That's how Fair enough. unknown the guy is, but I know he's a fullback. Fair enough. Yeah. Give you that. Um, all right. So, obviously, as you went through your blind eight game, I knew those stats at the end because they were part of my fun fact. So obviously, yeah, um, that was when these two quarterbacks met each other in the um, in college. So I mean, I won't really go through it all again. Um, the only other bits that I'll add, obviously, we talked about Joe Mixon briefly. He had three hundred and thirty-seven scrimmage yards and five touchdowns, which is pretty insane. That's insane. Yeah. Um, obviously, Oklahoma won the game, sixty-six to fifty-nine. One of the things that I find crazy is that that game did not go into overtime. So you had all those points, all those yards, and it didn't go to overtime. Yeah. Um, it was an NCAA record in terms of t- total yardage, 
1,708 yards. But the most amazing thing is that each team had the exact amount of yards, 854 yards. Which I think is beautiful. And like when you think that yeah. Mahomes had 734 passing yards and 85 rush yards, and then the team as a whole had 854. He's like 92%. Or I mean, that, that's very quick math in my head that I'm sure is wrong. But he's had like virtually all of the yards for that Texas Tech team. Texas Tech, who at the time were coached by Cliff Kingsbury as well. Just, well, there you go. Maybe if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, field coaching, maybe it'd be a yeah. 56, 59 game as well. Nah, I'd rather have Andy Reid any day. But... What do you what do you think of the chances um, of some kind of record getting broken this week with that game? Do you, do you think there's some any shot at a, a yardage, um, a points record? It's not too like you say. It's not two defenses that are going to particularly stop a lot. They're not, but um, I, that Kansas one makes splash plays, doesn't it? Like yeah. I think they seem to come up with timely interceptions. Um, like some of their cornerbacks this year, what like they're not really anyone that's well known. Like I'm forgetting no, their names. No. One of the guys is a rookie. He had like a pick and is like very fit in the first game to start of the season. I really wish I remembered his name now, but he's played well all season. So I, I can see them being a bit opportunistic. That's it, Sneed. Um I can see them having a couple of plays. Um yeah, I mean it's gonna be a fun game, but Potentially not quite a record. Like it wouldn't surprise me if, um, say, let's say the Chiefs get out to a big lead. It wouldn't surprise me if Mayfield ends up with more passing guards than Mahomes because he's had to chase the game a bit. Chiefs defense plays yeah. a bit soft. He, the way that Mayfield's playing, he can still spread the ball around, throw it all over the place. So it wouldn't surprise me if Mayfield ends up with more yards but loses. But fair enough. Yeah, I think whoever has the more passing yards will lose this game. I think if you can run the that's playoff kind of football, and if you can run mm. the ball from a lead, you're probably going to win the game. But exactly, exactly. Yeah, right then, we'll move on to our last game. I, I would say we try to go through this one quickly, but I'm not sure we'll be able to. So obviously, this well, you got books, a tough team, man. The, the books at the Saints. So, Mina Kimes on her podcast has dubbed this game the Senior Bowl, which I quite enjoyed. I mean, yeah. You have a 43-year-old Tom Brady and a 41-year-old Drew Brees. Um, and I think everyone's talking about how the uh, the game back in Week 9, when the books were woeful, like completely woeful, but the offense is so different now compared to what it was then. Um, that last matchup, they had no quick passing game, um, whereas they finally, over the last couple of weeks, finally put that in the offense and they thought, oh, what does Tom Brady do well? What does Tom Brady need to, you know, be as efficient as possible to be the best quarterback he can be? Oh yeah, it's a quick passing game. So they put it in and it's worked wonderfully well. Um his deep ball is still fantastic as well. He's throwing a deep ball as well as ever. Um so it is going to be a different game. Neither team's going to be able to run the ball. I think this game comes down to how well the Bucks O line plays. Because like, yeah, that's fair. Like I, I think entirely. So, but the only thing is, week nine they didn't have Ali Marpet. He was injured, and he makes such a difference. You're a big fan, aren't you? Oh, he, he's one <laughs> of the best guards in the in the league, yeah. and no one talks about him. Yeah. Um, and he makes a massive difference to their team. Now the right guard is out, so he's got. I think it was like a broken ankle, a dislocated ankle, so he's out. 
and that made a difference last week because Brady was put under pressure a few times once he was out. Um, the guy who's going to come in and replace him, called Aaron Stinney, only has 46 career snaps. Nice. Um, that's not special teams or like um, extra points and field goals and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got 46 offensive snaps, which is a bit of a concern. Um, and the Saints can get pressure with four people. And they might be listen, missing Trey, Hen- Trey Hendrickson again, who went off and got like three sacks, completely destroyed Donovan S- Smith in week nine. So I think if the if the O-line can protect Brady, then I think the Bucks can win. And now that they've got the quick passing game yeah. in, I think he's just about going to have enough time to get that ball off. Yeah, I think this game is not going to be a deep passing game on either side, I don't think. If the Bucks can, can get to that, then yeah, I can see him winning. Because uh, if they can break away a few big players, big chunk players are a broken coverage or something, then, then yeah, I can see the Bucks sneaking it. I'm going to go with Saints. Um, I mean, this probably will be the... You could throw up any of these games and pick either side, probably. But this one, I'm fairly confident on the Saints, I think. And that's not a, I'm not sure I wind you up. But I just think they, they seem to have a number this year. I don't know what it is. Uh, Bruce Arians hasn't, hasn't beat Sean Payton. Sean Payton's he, he never, four, four, well, since he's been in the books. Right. four and now against him. Yeah, I, I think the Saints' D overall is, whether talent-wise it's better, I don't know, but it's definitely playing better. Is, books yeah. at the moment uh, say how the start of the season it's, I mean like you, you said a couple of times the book season just flipped on its head on it it was all defence weeks one mm. to probably six or seven and then yeah they've, they've flipped completely and they've let up a lot of a lot of I don't know silly players really um, but I think Kamara is going to be the biggest difference in this yeah they're not going to be able to stop Kamara like Devin White yeah. is going to be back but he's not good in coverage everyone raised about Devin White but he, I don't actually think he's that good like he racks up a lot of he racks up a lot of tackles because any middle linebacker would rack up a lot of tackles. Like you, you only have to be a good middle linebacker to get over 100 tackles in a season. But he's a liability in coverage. What does yeah. Kamara do well? Well, exactly. It's, I mean, that is a bullshit stand. I mean, people going, "Oh, he's leading league in tackles, right?" So that means you played a lot of defense on your team. Yeah, and exactly. you play a middle linebacker, right? Big deal. Exactly. That's not exactly. That's not exactly. Oh, so yeah, I think they're gonna. They're probably gonna pick under actually. Levante David is exactly the same. Yeah, he's, a, he's he probably a better player overall, but he can't cover. Uh, so yep. you've got Michael Thomas, who's probably gonna spend the entire game running slants because that's all he does. That's all he does. He's gonna be running past those two linebackers, and you're gonna have Kamara probably lined up on the opposite side or at the backfield. And I think the Saints. Well, I know you. I know we go back to that game. Uh, was it was say it was week nine, was it? Week nine, um, yeah. Yeah, and Michael Thomas and didn't. Michael were, Thomas didn't play in that game. Well, Michael Thomas well, didn't play, but I know after it, you were hating the fact that the, the Bucks just let the Saints dink and dunk do whatever they want the yeah. field. Yeah, yeah. And, it was yeah, and they weren't incredibly painful to watch. I think, I think it'd be the same. I think Kamara and Thomas will get six, seven, eight yard slants. Yeah. Uh, screen all, passes, whatever. All I want to see is basically the Saints are just going to constantly have. Um, a bunch of Drew Brees is going to get either a slant or a pass out the backfield at the line of scrimmage and whatever he sees he's going to pick either of them I just want the middle linebacker whether it's David or or, or White to obviously make the right read but then he can turn it into a double so if you've got Thomas coming off on a slant 
if the middle linebacker can dissect that's going to happen quickly enough, then you can essentially double Thomas. If they can dissect yeah. quickly enough that it's going to go to Alvin Kamara, then you can double him. Or maybe you double both of them. That would be risky. But it, this is, is something that, that they could do. I think if they can't stop either them, then it's going to be incredibly difficult. But to me, like they can't yeah. just let them dink and dunk down the field. Like They're going to play zone because that's just all Todd Bowles does. But the Saints' offensive line is amazing. Tampa's pass rush hasn't been very good this year. So they're not really going to get any pressure on Breeze, I don't think. So they're just going to have to plug the gaps. They're going to have to try and jam Thomas at the line of scrimmage. Just stop the deep ball. One of the things that frustrates me is all that the Tampa's cornerbacks do is play off the ball. Um, and then once the ball is snapped, they still run back. Like... If if they do it's that, then they're fucked, and, and they yeah, won't it's... win. They won't win because the Saints are too good in the red zone. Like you can do that against some teams and get away with it, but you can't do that against the Saints because they'll just keep on moving the ball in the red zone and they'll score. So like they need to get in the faces. Like they need to put up a fight. They need to get right up yep. in the Saints and kick their ass. Basically, that's why I want to see. I want to see them come out the way that the Browns came out against the Steelers last week. Because this is essentially the same thing for the books. The books are playing against their their bully. Well, you know that th- that was the Browns yeah. last week. They were playing <laughs> against their bully. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess um, I guess with this, I think the, the game plans for both teams should be exactly the same. I just think it suits the Saints a lot better. So I think obviously what what do immobile old quarterbacks not want? They don't want pressure up in the face. They don't mind it around the edges where they can step into a pocket and read the field and get a throw off. They don't Brady and Breeze do not want somebody right up in the face, a defensive tackle or a, an inside end uh defensive end rushing or a linebacker on a blitz. Well that's what that's what the Saints are probably gonna do. You just, for me, you lie on Cam Jordan up over that your right guard who's only played how many stats? Forty six. Uh, yeah, forty six. Like lying Cam Jordan up over him, put a lot of pressure straight up in Brady's face and you send Demario Davis on a few blitzes. I think the books should do the same. Send Devin White on a couple of blitzes, put him right in Breeze's face, or at least put a bit of, like you say, play a bit tougher, play a bit more in the face, like have the cornerbacks lined up, more press coverage rather than off. Yeah. I just don't think it's, I just don't think that's quite the books style. I think it's more the Saints style, and I think that's where it might, that's where the Saints probably have the edge. But when the books had their success on defense at the start of the year, that's what they were doing. They were in people's faces. Like when you saw them against the Packers, they completely embarrassed them. Like you if would never have thought that the Bucks defense would have been soft looking at that game. Um, because they weren't giving them any time. Rogers couldn't even really breathe. It's, it's, it's a tough one. I think this, uh, especially when you've got divisional games, I mean, it's, it's rare you get divisional games this late in playoffs, I guess, but um, when you do get them, they are always going to be, they're going to be tight games. And yeah. This wouldn't surprise me. It's an overtime game. Uh, I don't think it will be, but this is this is probably the most likely one. I think will be really tight all the way through, and it's going to be an it could be an overtime game. So I mean, I've it, gone twenty eight twenty, but so I probably said twenty eight twenty. Yeah, to Saints, which can't be an overtime game, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was say twenty six twenty and it's gone to overtime. That's that's the kind of thing. Um, but yeah. I, you know, you can't write Brady off. You can't ever pick against Brady, really. That's what, um, what Ari would say. And Harry's gone with the books. Harry's gone 33-27. And 
until about half an hour ago, I was on your side. I, w- I thought the Saints were going to win. And yeah, to be honest, if the Saints win, it still would not surprise me. I just feel like <laughs> maybe it's about time I actually believed in, believed in them in a big spot um, and give them a win. Go, go home. Be a home and, uh, exactly. I think maybe all my picks against them have maybe been some like, I don't know, maybe uh, the football gods have been um, smiting me because I've picked against my team. So <laughs> I am picking them. I think it's going to be close. Field goal game for me, 23-20. Will Lutz for the Saints. He's missed quite a few kicks recently after being one of the best kickers in the entire league for the majority of the season. I can see him missing a field goal. Okay. Bucks win. I hope for your sake the Bucks win. You know what? You've, uh, so do I. I'm I staying up for this game. game. Long... I'm, I'm staying up for this game and making myself dead for Monday work. <laughs> they better fucking win. I mean, I know what it's like as a long-suffering fan of a, a team like that hasn't won for however long. Yeah, is that was that the first was that the first playoff win for how long for the books? Not since, since two thousand seven. Oh, so not quite. Wait, no, no, sorry, that was the first appearance of two thousand and seven. It was their playoff win since they won the Super Bowl. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Fair enough. Mad. I hope, I hope you get another this week. Absolutely mad. Uh, although I prefer Breeze to Brady. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brady's obviously... I mean, better. Breeze has said some contentious things in the past. I meant playing. Yeah, he's, he said some dodgy stuff. So, I like, I like Bree, watching Breeze play. Yeah, he said some stupid stuff. I liked watching but, Breeze play like three years ago. But it's oh, quite yeah, not, difficult not, not to not watch right. now. It's not fun. It's, it's I just want to see Taysom Hill throw an interception. If Taysom Hill throws an interception, I swear to God, I will get an erection. <laughs> would it, how quickly would it go down if Winston comes on and wins a, gets a game? When oh, it would it would deflate <laughs> would it ever come back up <laughs> no I think I'd be a broken human I mean I don't, I don't hate Jameis as much as most people so yeah fair enough I'd rather him but, win the game than Taysom Hill if Taysom Hill won the game I think I'd jump off the roof but <clears throat> alright well we yeah, can talk about maybe, that next week just, well maybe we can't talk about it next week maybe if we can't, Taysom Hill if does you, win the game <laughs> you, can, you can read my obituary I mean, I'll I'll let them know why it happened. I'll let everyone yeah. know. I'll stand up Thank you. Thank you. Um, the final X factor I have for this game is uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. He's had three people punch him this year. So two Bears receivers <laughs> and Michael Thomas, his own teammate in practice. I know. It's class. What is he saying to these people? Like, I, don't, I want to know what he's saying to people. Saying? If they match him with AB, there is a like, what? 83% chance AB will chance. do something stupid because AB is a nutcase. And so yeah, imagine I mean, Marshawn Lattimore has a good history of completely wrapping up Evans. Um, if Gardner Johnson can get AB kicked out of the game, <laughs> yeah. all, they, all they have to worry about is Godwin. I mean, you say all you got to worry about is Godwin. It, you know, He's probably the best receiver on the team, actually. No, yeah, no, I think he's the best receiver on the team, but it would still take away two out of three. Yeah, it would. Well, fair enough. I, I kind of want to see that happen. I want to see AB just absolutely <laughs> lose his shit and just, yeah. I don't know, drop kick Gardner Johnson. But it would be quite funny to have that. That made good television. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, quick fun facts on this game before we'll wrap up. Um, Again, going back to the first time some of these these guys have played each other. So they played each other in college back in 1999, which that's a long time ago. I was seven years old. Purdue and Michigan. Yeah, it was. 
Purdue Michigan, um, Michigan, Michigan. So Michigan <laughs> won 38 to 12. Brady didn't finish the fourth quarter because it was a blowout, but still had a better stat line. So Brady went 15 of 25, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Breeze went 20 of 49 attempts, 293 yards and a touchdown. So more yards. I think he had an inception there as well. So more yards, um, but not as productive a day, not as efficient a day. Now, their first game in the NFL against each other was back in 2002. Breeze was a San Diego Charger. I wish the Chargers were still in San Diego. Um, the Breeze ended up winning so Super Bowl champs at the time were the Patriots they were on a 12 game win streak that got ended by the Chargers they won 24 sorry 21-14 in that game this is quite funny so it's just ridiculous the Breeze went 10 for 10 of 18 104 yards and a touchdown and they won Brady went 36 of 53, 353 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. So, absolutely mad game. That is a mad game. That shows how early in their careers, you probably wouldn't have picked these two guys to be the two all-time leaders in passing and no. touchdowns and basically every absolutely single Absolutely not. Who would have thought that these two guys would be playing in a game 20 years later or 19 years later? Like, what yeah, they've done yeah, is yeah. absolutely madness. Well, yeah, mental. And I mean, that's actually a, did they actually uh, miss the playoffs that season? I think the the Patriots. I think they did. I think yeah, they missed it that year, but then they won the next two Super Bowls after they that. Won didn't they won the next one too. So Brady, Brady got lucky with that that defense. He did. Just, caught, just saying, just saying. People he did. Hit, people can have a go at me for saying Brady's lucky, but he was. I mean, he was at the start, but not so much since two thousand seven. Well, no, definitely not. That is. I feel I always felt sorry for him that year. Yeah. Sorry for Almost. Him. Almost. Almost. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right, okay, so that is all the games. Look, really looking forward to all of them, especially the Ravens at Bills. That's going to be one hell of a game. Everyone stay up for that one. Um, and yeah, I I've not really got anything else to say, Scott. So good. Let's just enjoy playing football. Stay enjoy the playoff football. Time. Let's enjoy Drew Brees retiring after this weekend. Oh, that's, that's a Bucks fan finish on that finish on your Bucks fan company. yeah thank you everyone for listening Later. we will see you on Monday or Tuesday Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.